Like Dean doesn't know? Sam, this never ends well. It's exactly what I said. Okay, everyone take a breath. Look, we're up against it, okay? And we've all been up against it before, and we know there are times when every choice sucks. No, us lying to Dean is the choice that sucks the least. We have to make this work. Please. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, even the ones where they kill our faves. Yep. I'm upset, Chris Mosier. Just kill Sam. Kill him instead. (laughs) You were were basically slaughtering Sam's character in season 10. Why not slaughter his his body as well? He's already dead. He's already dead. Oh, my oh God. man, Chris! How scapegoat. are you? T- He's how a scapegoat. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, man. Um, this episode's been spoiled for me for years. I never knew when it was coming. But um, Supernatural fans, y'all got problems. Stop spoiling everything. All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also like you know, it's a TV show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. We I, all um, got problems. <laughs> did 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 it lessen the impact? Uh, because at the end of this episode, everybody, Charlie dies. Um, our good friend, mm-hmm. Felicia day, our friendly lesbian hacker slash queen of Oz is, is, is going to be murdered. And I'm very upset about it. Did it lessen the impact for you? Having known that, that this, this was, was the more, episode. There was a little bit of dread. Um, now I don't think I would have known it was this season necessarily, or this episode necessarily. Um, but last time that she was in the show, I think that we thought that it was going to be that one. So that yes. kind of set me up to think, okay, it's this one. Um, that's probably and, my fault instead of supernatural. But it's okay. Fault. It's okay. Well, you're a supernatural <laughs> fan, Jeremy. You got problems uh, <laughs> today. Uh, today, I don't know. Um, I was filled with with a kind of dread, but it wasn't it wasn't a fun like I'm really hooked on the rope here. Uh, dread. It was a oh fuck! It's this fucking episode now. I gotta like deal with like feeling feeling this. I don't want this right now. This isn't what I came here for. Um, so in in some ways it did it did heighten the tension because I was worried that it was gonna happen and then it did happen. But yeah, it sucks, man. It does suck. Uh, what does not suck is supporting the podcast directly at patreon.com slash monster of the week, like our good friend Brianna just did. Uh, donating to that Patreon gets you exclusive access to podcasts. We're currently going through the Haunting of Hill House series from Netflix. We've also done Cowboy Bebop, some Witcher shit, uh, all kinds of stuff over there for you to get access to, including our Discord server. If you want to hang out with us and chat and talk about I was in the Discord ranting about this this killing Charlie bullshit earlier today. So if you want to be on yeah. that train, a buck a month will get you access to that. Patreon.com slash monster of the week. Chris, please. Thank you. Please summarize season 10 for me last time on supernatural castiel finally reconciled with a piece of himself and his past by stepping in to help claire novak find though ultimately fails to save her mother 
Um, though this and many other through this and many other stories of season ten, we've continued to see the ways in which Sam and Dean have continued to diverge on their paths. Though the Winchesters ultimately desire the same thing: the ability to keep on saving people and hunting things. Um, it has become abundantly clear, though, that their means to this end are very different. Sam continues to conspire with Rowena to rid Dean of the Mark of Cain, and somewhere, Metatron is still on the loose. Nicely done, Chris. I keep expecting Metatron to matter, but uh, we haven't seen him since he left, which I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, I I have a feeling that that Metatron with the demon tablet is some season 11 bullshit, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's got to be like, oh, hey, he scampered off into the woods like the weird little goblin that he is. And um, I got called out, by the way, for not immediately recognizing... I believe his name is Curtis Armstrong, the guy that, but he played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. And like, I haven't seen Revenge of the Nerds since I was probably 12 years old. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, re- like, I just didn't connect it to at all. So, um, but yeah, like, I'm, I'm ready for him to just to stay away for a little while. Anyway, we are covering season 10, episode 21, Dark Dynasty. This was written by Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner. Uh oh. Directed by Robert Singer. <laughs> the Winchesters meet the Steins, Dean and Sam. Excuse me? Excuse me, CW? <laughs> That's not how you start a sentence with Sam and Dean. What are you doing? Dean well, at this point, I think that Sam is fully on the back burner. They used him as a scapegoat. They're like, two episodes ago, they're like, all right, we don't know how to deal with this. We can't demonize Dean. I mean, they literally turned him into a demon. But every time they do it, you know, they make him look like a tragic hero. We love him. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, they turn him into a demon and then he's like singing fucking karaoke and having sex. With yeah. And he's so fucking hot women. and like yeah. nobody can be mad at him. Mm-hmm. He just kicks ass. I'm like, fuck you guys. He made him a villain and he's even hotter now. What is this? He's shit? murdering. But, what was that dude, Greg? Who was that dude that we kept yeah, harping Peter on? Peter so something yeah, Cole. That, um, they just, you know, oh, 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 the, the, the dirt bag. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whoever he was, he's yeah, dead. Yeah, the dirt bag um, with the porn star wife. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. They needed a scapegoat. They need somebody to pin the bad thing on. So like, all right, let's just have Sam start lying. Because I think the last couple episodes I've been saying, if Sam is doing evil, like he's committing evil deeds for the greater good, I'm fine with that as, as part of his character arc. I'm I think only- it's actually super interesting, and I love when they do that. But when they just have him start doing like petty lying shit, I'm like, all right, fuck you. Like that sucks. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I haven't even gotten through the first three words of this. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm, I'm fucking mad. <laughs> this is gonna be a whole episode, everybody. We even got a little liquor in our systems for, for this one, so I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Dean and Sam investigate a bizarre murder and realize the killer bears the same tattoo as those from the Stein family. Eldon Stein. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Attacks the, the new game from from software. Yeah. <laughs> Eldon Stein attacks Dean and a brutal fight ensues. That's 100% not true. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Castiel acts as referee when Charlie and Rowena okay. are forced to work together on the Book of the Damned. Crowley discovers his mother is missing and knows she's up to something, so he turns to an old enemy for help. Chris, before we get into the blow by blow on this, I'm going to I want to I want to I want to propose something to you. Okay. They should have killed Crowley in this episode. Mhm. Mhm. What has that's Crowley what done, done in season 10 that's like of note? Like now we have Rowena and I am just falling in love with Rowena all over. Like I love everything about Rowena in this episode. Like I, I'm, I'm way more into Rowena than I ever thought it was possible to be into somebody. Yeah. I, Crowley is just a fucking bump on a hell log at this point. He like, just, they just keep using him for plot. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like he's a plot device to get us where we need to go now, which is so funny. Cause like we both really didn't like Rowena at first. It's like, no, now, now we want her. I mean, I, I, we love, we love Crowley. Of course yeah, we love, I love Crowley, Mark Shepard, but they're not Crowley. using him for anything important. 
at this stage, he's just there to hand over the blade or to be Rowena's motivation for working with Sam or whatever. Like he's he's now the one that we don't need. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like and we he- have so very few just not only great side characters, but female characters, period. Let alone somebody, uh, uh, she's gay, she's a lesbian. I was about to How say, yeah, also, characters, like, like, LGBTQ representation at all, and, like, just just, just a tiny little bit of that in the millions of viewers that Supernatural has is a, such a huge thing. It can be so important, and then to literally drop her in the bathtub, and, I, oh, dude, it gets me so angry. Anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, all of the then stuff happens, it's everything that you think, Rowena, Charlie, Book of the Damned, Sam Line. We start the episode in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, a a definite college aged woman arrives <laughs> to participate yes, in a college study. <laughs> she is definitely not older than college age. Yeah, she's she's a grown woman. She comes in for her like, I yeah, I'm gonna do a research study on like eyeballs, and then the doctor just is immediately like, okay, and you could tell immediately that he's part of the Stein family because he has a fake Southern accent, yep. and he gets all up in her shit grabs her face very sensually like Don't let like me look that. at your eyes it's like bro you can put your tongue away when you look at her eyes he even goes in for the big smooch he even goes in for it what do um, you, you think what do you what was the move here you, you have exchanged five words with this woman and you're like now i can kiss her like what, what the fuck man like what the it, fuck bro <sighs> that's the realest horror in this whole episode <laughs> She she tries to pull away and starts yelling, which attracts the attention of the janitor. Um, he pulls out a knife and slices her throat, and then uh, continues. Not just, the janitor. Not the janitor. The the Elden the Stein. Guy. Yeah, Elden Stein. Yes. Elden Stein is uh, pulls out a knife, slashes her throat, and then proceeds to like very quickly gouge out her eyes while the janitor is breaking in or, or coming in because he has a key. Yeah. Uh, Tough break. J- janitor walks in. Uh, he sees Elden Stein in full like lab gear standing in the window and the dude just jumps out of the window and we're treated to like a long lengthy like descent for of this dude jumping who's out of the, the window. Who's the crocodile guy from uh, Spider-Man? Is it just crocodile? Because <laughs> oh, I always call him Lizard Man. Uh, Lizard Man because yeah. I always called him Doc Croc. <laughs> Yeah, Doc Croc is good. <laughs> and um, I'm just picturing fucking Doc Croc over here peer- perched in the window like, nah! I can't remember Doc's real name. Yeah. Oh. oh, God. There's just there's actually a real-life lizard man, so you can't just Google lizard man to, to know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so Dr. Elden Connors, Ring. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Elden Ring escapes out the window. He doesn't break his knees, and he runs off. Um, so we uh, get our cold open. Yeah, that, that's over with. We cut back. Opens on Sam, and he is like real pissed at Rowena He's with that real angry. husky, sexually charged anger at Rowena because I now I've seen it once. I'm never gonna unsee it. There's there's electricity there. Um, there's, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of electricity there. He's really big. She's really small. Forget about it. Um, Dude, size so difference is huge in fanfic. It's massive. <laughs> <I> did, <laughs> it's like, al- no almost pun troubling. T- no pun intended, but it's a huge <laughs> thing in the Phantom. <laughs> Um, <laughs> have you seen so, that tweet that goes around it's like oh god you're mad at me for having fan fiction what are you gonna do loom over me with your toss up <laughs> are you gonna pick me up with your gigantic arms <laughs> are you gonna hold me uh, like a baby <laughs> um so sam's mad that ruina hasn't cracked the code yet um there's a lot of you know Lots of yelling. A lot of yelling. A lot of yelling. Sam reaffirms very quickly. He's like, I got no issue killing Crowley. Like, I'll hold up my end of the bargain. Like, honestly, whether you do this or not. Um, but so Rowena is like, yeah, there. this is a code that we're trying to break, but there's a code that we need to crack before we can crack this other code. 
So, you know, it, it's and let's, it's let's very... be specific. This is Nadia's codex. Um, yes. And Nadia is the chick that got turned into a hamster that we're going to meet a little bit later in this, I believe. Um, so she has to decode the codex so that she can then use it to decode the Book of the Damned. Yes. Um, and despite all this, like, huffing and puffing, Sam gets sent out for groceries because, as you can tell, there's a power dynamic here and it isn't a uh, large man, little lady. Mm-hmm. It's the other way around. That's the good thing about size differences, Chris. That's is you get, you get some weird power dynamics sometimes. It's that good, good content. God damn, am I shipping right now? Am I, I shipping? I, are we shipping ten, right now? Ten seasons! Is this, three years of Monster of the Week and I'm really it, shipping right is now! Is this what it feels like? Is this what it feels like? Are we going to have a t-shirt on Monster of the Week that just has super tall Sam just holding a very tiny Rowena and just like... Oh my god. It's the season of the sandwich? Like, is that what oh the... Oh my god. Anyway. Oh my god, Jeremy. Write this down. Let's write this down. So they'll, people will remind merch. Like, two years from now, somebody's going to listen to, like, episode 150 and we're going to be episode 500 and they're going to be like, you know, did you ever make that shirt? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about, you, new what guy? What are you talking about? What I'm are blocking you, talking you. About? Thanks. Um, we go over to Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, a town that sucks. Um, <laughs> Eldon is getting dressed down by his daddy, who is named, and I kid you not, Monroe Frankenstein. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal stuff Chris, going on here. I, there, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a wrinkle there, because 90 miles to the east of Shreveport is the town of Monroe, Louisiana. Oh, no. So this guy, like, imagine naming your child Boston Mosier. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm people saying? People do that shit around here. People Salem Greer. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. It's lame. It's lame as all hell. Monroe um, Frankenstein. What is yeah. happening in Supernatural a, right now? That's a uh, gothic literature ass name. Jesus. Um. So I never even, Eldon is his name. That's funny because I never even knew that. But anyway, so Jacob Stein, the character that they killed a few episodes back, mm-hmm. he is, um, their brother who is now dead and Eldon has been you know he's been a little bit miffed off ever since he hasn't been the same since that happened yeah and 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 daddy is is basically upset because not only did this dude like somehow he knows he tried to like kiss the chick before he gouged her eyes out he's like <laughs> that's not cool man and i'm like who yeah. are what are these people but also like he left a body behind he left a witness behind he was sloppy so he's basically like either you're gonna go fix this and go to go get the winchesters clean up this mess get the book of the damned or I'm going to send you downstairs to be a lab rat. And there's like mm-hmm. a group of other similar looking dudes in here that are like very willing to take over. Like, I guess like we just got a fucking brood of brothers. Yeah. There is another brother who is still tasked with finding Charlie because going back I, at the end of this episode, I was like, man, is this all Sam's fault? I tried to make myself feel a little bit better because I mean, it's always it, at the end of the day, it's always the Winchester's fault. Yes. But Charlie is the one who initially found this book and stole it because she got involved with, um, this, this family but and so they were actually originally but, looking for charlie but chris if you go mm-hmm. back to the episode uh previous the last episode that charlie was on before all this book of the damn nonsense at the very end which he uh i think it's before she meets Cass. that the one before that she, she's like oh well, i think sam is like yeah i have to i have to go i'm trying to do anything i can to get the mark of cain but I, and I found this book in italy called the book of the damned and maybe that has something and she's like well i'll go do that you stay here so it's definitely oh, is, that, is that real? Is yeah, that yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Oh. It's, it's all Sam's fault. So just well, as so, much as it is uh, Sam's fault, and that makes me angry. Um, I'm glad that there's actually some consistency there. 
so we go back to the bunker. Uh, Sam arrives, and Dean immediately says, hey, you look like crap on toast. Uh, are you seeing a woman? Like, you've been out all night. You've been keeping weird hours. And Dean's like, what? What do you mean? A woman? What's that? What? Yeah. Huh? Um, like, Sam just, you know, he just deflects everything. He's not answering any of these questions. And immediately he's like, hey, Dean, what are you, what are you researching? Um, Dean conveniently has been researching the Stein family still. Yes. Um, I just hate that they keep saying that Dean's been getting worse because Dean is so chill, so he's laid so back. He's so fucking chill all, in all of this. Dean is so on his fucking vibes, dude. He's not even worried he's about vibing. it. Meanwhile, Sam is like, get worse, cats! Monster of the Week fandom, can I get a vibe check on Dean? Can I get can a- we please get a vibe check on Dean? Can please, I get a, somebody- a vibe check on Dean, please? He's so chilled out. He's um, so chill. I also, I kind of hate, because there's, there's going to be two or three times throughout this episode where they like do more research on the Stein family and repeat the shit that we already know. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. I confirmed what that dude said. Like, I'm like, okay, why do you keep, why do you keep looking at the archives? What are you doing? Yeah, there's no need. Um, but he finds out, he basically, he finds a bunch of stuff out about the Stein family. It's all the same stuff we do. Like they're, they make a bunch of money off of horrible shit. Um, but Dean says he found a case, uh, and of course it's a case from the cold open. Uh, so, and Dean specifically says like, Hey, let's go get some shut eye. We both need it. And we'll leave first thing in the morning. And then we crash cut to Sam pulling up in a real shitty little blue sedan to meet Charlie. And he is going to recruit Charlie to help him translate the book along with Rowena. And Charlie does not like this idea. She's extremely frustrated. She figures out very quickly that he's going behind Dean's back to do this. She kind of asked, like, could this get any worse? Could this smell any? Could this, could any part of the? Is there any part of this that doesn't reek? And he's like, there's a super powerful witch involved too. Like, like it's a yes. very bad thing to bring your friends into. Yeah. Um. So this, I mean, the writers really wanted to do it. They really wanted to do it. I they started. I. I, I, I kind of get it right should we save oh, yeah. all this to the end should we save all of this I to guess. the end I, I guess like i feel it's like it's frustrating because i liked this episode up until the end and i realized not only did we lose a character but it's just like it's just more irredeemable shit that they, they they throw on sam that it just sucks there's really no way around it to just see them like all right yeah it's not like he goes dark side it's just he's irresponsible and um makes poor decisions and uh all the negative shit that i've been hearing in the fandom is just like yep that's true and that sucks. So Charlie arrives at like Witch HQ, which wherever Sam has these people set up, um, she gets out her Microsoft Surface and like yep. a- actively scrolls through her home screen for a little while. Thank you, thank you, Microsoft promotional dollars. We we love you. It's every time they get Felicia Day, and they're like, "All right, well, we need that extra money, so we got to do the product placement." <laughs> yeah. You think Felicia Day's bringing the Microsoft money with her? Like she was on Xbox <laughs> for a while, right? Like maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um. But Rowena and Charlie immediately don't get along. They Rowena feels like she's a child, and she's like, you know, where did you even learn your craft? And she's like, and, you know, Felicia Day is like, oh, I learned it at a coffee shop. They have great Wi-Fi. It's all that kind of mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, and then Castiel walks in the room, which is great. <laughs> Castiel and, has no idea what's going on this whole episode. I. It's so funny when things are so dire, and like Cass keeps calling Sam. It's like Cass, like. <laughs> The girls are arguing. It's fine. You don't have to keep calling Sam about it. <laughs> Castiel has literally no idea how to act in it. It's like he's situation. babysitting, and like the kids are just like, and they keep turning the microwave on. And he he he's the only one who doesn't actually know how to turn it back off. And and in his defense, Sam has set him up for an impossible situation. That's You've true. got two extremely strong-willed, intelligent women that immediately do not like each other. And cast and excuse me, Sam has put Castiel in the middle to make them get along and work together. Like. Yeah. And Castiel's 
not good at people to begin with. He's good at Dean. Mm-hmm. He's a little okay at uh, uh, Claire. <laughs> but but He's that's it. It's taken him 16 episodes. Honestly, I feel like um, Rowena and Charlie actually would get along very well. I feel like um, Charlie is smart enough at this point to be very wary of uh, Wicked Witches. Yeah. Um, after her experiences in Oz. But I also feel like she would be like, oh shit, this chick is cool. I think um I think that's one of my significant problems with this episode is like it kind of ignores all of Charlie's Oz learning that we we've seen mm-hmm. in the past. Like because there's a moment in this where, you know, Charlie is complaining to Castiel. She's like, she's just evil. And Castiel's like, well, she is a like a wicked witch. And I'm like, yeah, she should know that. Like she should have mm-hmm. seen this before. And especially at the end, like she brings out that knife and I'm like, where's her fucking sword? Like where's yeah. her where's her kung fu at? Where'd that go? Anyway. Um, they, um well it's because they, they didn't want they didn't want to to care about the character anymore. They wanted to make us feel uh cheap emotion. Yes. Hundred percent true. Uh I do like that like, you know, Castiel finds out that Dean doesn't know about this and he's like, What? Are you serious? This doesn't end well and like Charlie just slaps him on the shoulders like, That's what I said. Like I love that they're kind of like friends in d- doing this. Like, no, no, yeah, this is probably yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Um it's everybody's just telling Sam, Hey, like, just so you know, um everybody wants wants to be fully aware, fully on um open about the fact that uh, when this all goes wrong, you will be the only person to blame, Sam. So we go over to Crowley, um, who is throwing darts at a guy that he has chained up to a pole, because that's what Crowley is nowadays. Two of his mm-hmm. lackeys come up and tell him that Rowena has gone missing. Like, he's had, I guess, uh, surveillance on her, but she has gone missing. He stabs the first one and tells the second one, like, hey, you need to go find her, or I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. Um, also, looking back at my notes really quickly, there is that moment where everybody was is doubting Sam, and he says, like, we have to do this for Dean, and everybody oh, yeah. repeats, for Dean. Um, <laughs> Charlie says, for Dean. Castillo says, for Dean. Uh, Rowena says, barely know the man. <laughs> just, like, for the way that she delivers a line makes it seem like, like she wants to be in on the fun, but she's like, I don't know, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I met the dude once, and he literally yeah. tried to kill me, and I, I tried can't... to kill him. <laughs> yes. um, so, I yeah, took my clothes yeah. off and did a spell, and he didn't die. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was a huge, bold move, and it didn't matter. Um, so yeah, Crowley stuff, and then back to Sam and Dean. They're now at the eyeball crime scene, as I listed it in my notes. Dope. Um, they they are, are looking at the footage. I don't know who this guy is. He just works there. Um, he's showing them like security footage um, of him jumping out the window, of Elden Stein jumping out the window. Um, Sam has him do the comical enhance. Yes, enhance. Zoom in. Okay. Back it up. in on that. Go, to, go to back up. Enhance. Uh, and they see can the. Put, um, can you put a Shrek head over it? <laughs> they, <laughs> excellent. They see the. Um, <laughs> that's season uh, season eleven uh, podcast art. It's just going to be all instead of um, me pasting Sam and Dean's faces over other things. I'm going to just take scenes from Supernatural and paste Shrek heads over them. Perfect. Um, yes, I love this idea. So, Listeners, please remind us of that in like five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they they see him jump out the window and they are able to zoom in on the tattoo. And now, you know, they recognize that tattoo from their run in before with Jacob Stein. So they, they know what they're doing in the middle of who they're dealing with. uh, Sam gets a phone call and like, just kind of passes it off as a telemarketer. But Dean is kind of suspicious because Sam is just acting weird, man. Uh, At any point, Sam could be like, you know what, Dean? Yeah. I'm asking Cass to go like, go like do some research for me. Like it's still a lie, but it's something at least, you know? I think, and, and you know, there's there's something to this where you know you could say Sam should probably have told Dean by now, or mm-hmm. or whatever. But also, like, 
I'm I'm picturing Sam trying to have that conversation with Dean and Dean just flying off the handle about it. And so like I kind yeah. I am sympathetic towards Sam of just trying to hide everything. Like it's not the right, right. thing to do, but it's definitely they, like, the yes. easiest thing to do. I think that if we break this down in like a logical way and we look at both things evenly and I mean, we don't have the option to do this because we have we have the way that the show pitches it to us, right? They pitch Sam as in the wrong and they pitch Dean as being righteous. Um, and a lot of cases that is, that's just the truth. That's the truth of it. But you pointed that out to me earlier. Um, cause I was like, man, they done my boy Sam dirty again. Like he's in the wrong here. Um, but yes, he, he doesn't really have any recourse here because Dean is refusing to help himself. And I, th- I mean, what, what is Sam going to do? Just let him, let him go. Let his brother die. Let his, bro- let let his brother, brother become a demon, a demon again. Yeah. Or like, you know, maybe it'll be fine for a year, but then after that, who knows what, when's the does, one thing that's going to set it off. Does Sam know the, like the prophecy that Kane gave Dean about Dean killing, you know, first starting with Crowley and then going to Cassiel. Yeah. yeah and, I don't know. And, and then killing Sam and like to Mark, like, why do you think they call it the Mark of Cain or whatever? Like, does Sam know that? Because like, this is also could be interpreted as a self-interest thing of, I don't want my brother turning into a a god demon and fucking murdering me. Like I'd rather yes. just have my bro and I'm willing to right. get my hands dirty to do it. And so I think that there is adequate motivation for Sam going dark side here or doing something, you know, bad. Um to to try and save Dean. I mean, I've been on board with it the last couple episodes. Um there's the motivation there, but it just I just don't think they're pitching it or showing it in the the right light where no, we I, can I, back him up. I think I actually, I actually think that they they're they're doing a decent job with her boy Sam here. Like now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, they're doing an okay job with her boy Sam. I think the problem is it results in such a heinous crime at yeah, the end. You're right. That you're it's right. it's it's hard to meld those together because Sam is like he didn't have to push Rowena so hard. He didn't have to push Charlie so hard. He didn't have to push Castiel so hard. He didn't have to slam those people together and expect results in days instead of weeks. And like so, those are all mistakes, but those are honest mistakes because he's so worried about his brother looking up lore on his own. <laughs> I don't know why he's so worried Which about is, Dean. Winchester. Dean has been so chill, Sam. Like, so, what is your deal, dude? Vibe check in the chat. Vibe check. He's, he has not been this fucking chilled out in years, dude. It's been it's crazy, and I. But I think that that's the problem with this episode is like it's not that that Sam is necessarily doing anything out of character. I think the writers, I do agree with you that the writers are like, we can make Sam be a shitty person in all of this. Mm-hmm. And we, we seem to like doing that, but the consequences are so great and they're so yes. painful that it just feels sh- so shitty. Cause yeah, like I was saying throughout this episode, I was like, okay, I don't like his lying, but his motivations, how, how fired up he was. That made sense to me. Yeah. This was a, a Sam who was like, we need to just do this. Like we have all the pieces we need to get this over and done with. And I guess part of that is I don't fucking want to keep lying to my brother. I want to just do this thing. And when, when I get that mark off of his arm, he's not going to care that I lied. You know, they'll, they'll, that'll be a fight. That'll be an argument, but it'll be okay. And we'll deal with whatever comes next. That's where Sam's head is at. Um, and there is that anxiety. If I have to keep up this act, I have to keep forcing everybody to do this. Um, but like you said, yeah, the, the consequences are are bloody and and intense in a way that supernatural rarely is um i mean that final image is like horrific yep um i mean watching joe and ellen die or joe specifically you know standing there and then ellen kind of stays with their blows up the um the hellhounds that are attacking her like that's that's harsh and it's violent and it's bloody but it's like those are characters in a battle giving their their lives for the same fight that sam and dean are risking theirs 
and in it's a it's a sacrifice and whatever and like that's that's a whole other thing that we discussed years ago but it just seeing what we see at the end of this it's it's rough and so it's not even just the fact of what actually happens but the visual interpretation of that that is just so grievous and it just makes so much of sam's behavior feel inexcusable when you look back at it it's um it's worth noting too that the uh the, the previously on segment which i know netflix has been pulling out um is very very heavy on bobby's letter to sam from heaven where he says you know sometimes you have to do a little wrong to do a, do a lot of right but sometimes that mm-hmm. that little bit of wrong uh isn't worth the a lot of bit of right and has deadly consequences like they really hammer that home um so, I, yeah. <laughs> I i i really I think I think I'm going to fall down on this episode and I never realized we're 15 minutes into it. So we're talking about like kind of wrapping yeah. up or, or whatever. But uh, I feel like everything that Sam is doing is within the character within his character, mm-hmm. um, him pushing this faster. I wish I do wish and I think we said this the last episode. I do wish we saw more of Dean losing control. Like, I think that would be more interesting. But he seems so in control, especially as he over the course of the episode, like uncovers this mystery and realize that Sam is lying to him. Um, we, we just don't see the justification for Sam's actions, but right. presuming that when off screen, Dean is like killing the cats in the back of the bunker in a real violent fashion <laughs> or something. Like, I don't know what yeah. he's doing that makes Sam so crazy, but I, I, I can definitely see that he's going through all of this and I'm, yeah, like I, I think it's all worthwhile. Um, so, this this dude Eldon like kills the guy that knew him or whatever. Uh, I want to skip ahead to this the scene between Charlie and Rowena where um, Rowena says that they can because um, they're both doing different things. Like Charlie is using her computer to try to you know decode this and yeah Rowena they're, they're arguing with, like, like nature versus technology or like magic versus science or like. But I like this scene where Rowena says you know I I bet I could I, I bet you and I are way more similar than than we think and like kind of breaks down charlie's whole deal of like isolated tragedy at at a young age living in your own head uh sexually progressive like all of these things like i that's exactly who i am too like we just happen to learn different crafts and i kind of dig that like it's two women bonding over like not dudes um and at the end of this like they do bring they do break the bestel test (laughs) they do fail it but she brings it back to the only thing that we have difference the only thing we don't have in common is this undying loyalty and that's what's going to get you killed. And of course it does at the end of the episode, but I kind of like that. I, I like, I like Rowena being that cold, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, it seems like they're almost going to bond and then she snaps her right back off. Um, like reminding us like, yeah, Rowena might be at this point um, <laughs> to Jeremy and Chris might be a fun presence on screen. Um, and somebody who's adding a lot at this point, but she's still a bad guy. <laughs> she's still a bad guy. Um, some other stuff. Sam happens. and Dean, they, they, yeah, they, they're eating in the car. They're talking about the Steins. Sam is still, you know, lying about the phone calls and all this stuff. And then we realize that they're being followed by uh, the Steins, or one of them, by, by Eldon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's following them. Um, we go to the bunker where Sam's phone rings, but he's not around. So Dean answers it because it says it's from Castiel. Uh. And Castiel is like, I'm just staying in touch. Uh, This phone call is useless. And like, you can clearly see and kind of hear Rowena and Charlie arguing in the background, (laughs) which is, again, all of this being deadly serious and and super important. And Castiel just like completely inept at this job that Sam has assigned to him is very funny to me. Um, And also, it's like, why the, why he's calling, he's calling Sam, but not calling me. What the fuck, Cass? Sam comes out. 
and Dean kind of questions him about Castiel and you can tell Sam is lying. Dean can tell. Uh, we go over to Crowley who's having a conversation with the hamster witch, Nadia. Um, he's basically trying to get dirt on his mother and trying to figure out some shit. And Wait, that, culmin- that happened in this episode? That happened in this episode. Yeah, and it culminates with him like assigning a lackey to go do something. And we have no idea what it is because it never happens in this episode. Presumably it will happen in the next one. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess I just like missed that completely. Yeah, he's like... Because he's talking to a fucking hamster. Like, if you look away from the screen, you you just think Crowley's talking to himself. But there's a fucking hamster right there. Like, it's ridiculous. Maybe I thought he was talking to himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe I, like, looked down to take a note and didn't, just didn't see the hamster. It's fucking crazy, dude. They couldn't afford to keep the hamster on screen more than five or ten seconds. Because they, so they had Felicia Day and Castiel and Crowley on the same episode. Yeah, that hamster. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Dean walks out with the pizza. He's walking out of, not the bunker, but he's some restaurant when the Stein family attacks. Um, yeah, they like just like corner him in the alley. <laughs> I love Dean just <laughs> being like, Bunny, like, c- come on, chill out. And then Dean pulling out his gun and then just firing a shot into the air. Just incredibly macho Dean. And I, then- I, I actually kind of dig it. Like, it's a little bit of a sign that the mark is like made him a little more aggro, but also like, what the fuck like it shows like what what you're willing to do like the dude pulled the gun and shot it yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah i just i thought that was super funny i mean not funny but then he gets jumped but thankfully dean is actually able to um win the fight he kills one of the steins and then captures the other one yes and that's this is eldon um yes so uh we go back over to charlie who was talking to castiel i mentioned the scene earlier where she's basically complaining uh there's a real funny line here but she's like and she keeps insisting that the only good year for music is 1723 <laughs> <laughs> i just that fucking fire ass box yeah yeah um but she basically she's asking castiel like figure out a way to get me alone for two or three hours i need to concentrate i can't do that with this um dean mm. has strapped eldon down one arm only they do so little effort to get this guy strapped down what it's ridiculous we have seen we have seen so many permutations of of things in this particular room people i'm sorry are you out of chairs are you yeah where's the chair that you always tie dean to like did sam break it like what like there's are there only one arm bracelet hanging down is the other one out for maintenance yeah sam's like oh sorry i have my jacket hanging on the back of the chair is like is that cool if we don't use it (laughs) fucking crazy (laughs) fucking come on um but eldon starts talking starts doing his villain speech and then sam gets a phone call and has to leave the room which completely distracts dean from hearing it's like (laughs) such a Instead of being like, what is, like, Cass, I can't talk right now, like, or text, like, I don't know, it's just, it's so stupid that he leaves the room for this. Yeah. And he has to, like, he he knows he's got, like, a fucking, like, he's got a garbage fire brewing over there. Um, so, Sam leaves the room, and Eldon breaks all of his stuff down. Uh, they're, he goes through the whole family thing again, they finance Hitler, they basically use the book to cause catastrophes, and then position their companies or position their people so that they can profit from cleaning up the catastrophes like that's what their whole deal is uh notably they're not just the stein family though and the reason they harvest organs is so that they can add these organs to their bodies they're actually the frankensteins uh yep they you know all of the boys in the family get extra muscles and all of this and he uses his one free arm which dean and sam left with him to like lift up his his shirt and show like the giant autopsy scar where they've been adding abs i don't what are you doing in there oh no it's a heart like he said he has two hearts that's what it was oh i thought he was yeah he was he, he was like i got 16 abs uh, yeah yeah i'm, I'm like a but i'm like i'm like the new bud light thing i'm got, i'm a 21 pack now 
I'm ripped as fuck. And my name is Frankenstein. I'm Rips Frankenstein. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> uh, uh, um, also, like, I think they take credit for 9-11. Pretty fucked up. Anyway, so, yeah, he's like, yeah, we were, we're actually the Frankensteins, and Mary Shelley wrote a book about us, so we changed our name. <laughs> it's fucking cool. I, you um, know, I, I used to like it when Sam, when Sam, when Supernatural would put, pull in, like, real world lore, and hearing this, I don't know, man, it just feels kind of... I don't know. I, I thought the Frankenstein thing was lame, is what I'm going to say it's, it's, I agree. It's pretty lame. I love me some Frankenstein, but this was dumb as hell. At um, least it justifies why they're like, you know, durable or whatever, which I know yeah, is what they were sure, going for. But sure. we, we all remember that Frankenstein's monster would like jump out of windows and run real fast and take a bunch of yeah. bullets, right? Like that was what a- he did. Excellent. So, That's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. He actually just becomes like a, an emo philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Give, give me a girlfriend, Henry. <laughs> um that's his whole fucking thing dude give me a fucking girlfriend or i'll kill yours um anyway <laughs> um the big the big the big shocker it comes at the end i think there's oh, a there's a scene where rowena and charlie are yelling at each other yeah sam saying, is talking to Cassie. he's like listen yeah. charlie can't leave because that's bad news because the steins are looking for her, but also rowena can't be left alone so at, at some point castiel puts rowena in another room and i was like oh shit rowena's gonna escape and then he goes back and Obviously, um, Charlie has has run off. Um, Wait, and I skipped ahead. I skipped no, no, ahead. Don't, I, don't I, no, sure. I just, I, I just hold on, because it's Frankenstein's monster. It's yes. not Frankenstein, but these guys are oh, Frankenstein's. They oh, have true. made themselves Frankenstein's. Yeah. They're Frankenstein's Frankenstein, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's yeah. they have made themselves. Is it even Henry Frankenstein? Did I make that up? I don't. I, I can't tell you the last time I read fucking Frankenstein, my man. Anyway, uh, sorry. Please it's continue. With it. Yes, it's yeah. it's Henry Frankenstein. It's Henry Frankenstein. We all right. We all right. Um, I just recently read the Junji Ito adaptation. I should, you know, and I've read that book seriously three times. Anyway, so um, okay. Uh, Dean goes out and he confronts Sam about these phone calls. Sam is still dodging. Did we already, questions? Did we find out about the book of the damned already? Did I miss that because I was talking to you over about the Frankenstein monster I, bullshit? I think. That Frankenstein boy was talking about it, but yes, because he specifically uh, says because he's like, you know, the book can't be destroyed. Yeah. 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 There's a spell protecting it. So then that's when it all clicks for Dean. And he's like, now I know what the fuck Sam is doing. And he goes and confronts. You know, at this at this plot point, I know that it's a lot more dramatic for Sam to have just not burned the book. It would have been maybe just more forgivable, maybe less dramatic, maybe not as fun, you know, in, in the writing sense. I don't know. If Sam throws the book in the fire and it doesn't burn, and then rather than saying, "Oh, hey, this didn't burn," then he then he hides takes it, it away. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to give him a little bit something a little bit more redeemable. But um, that nope. <laughs> so um, uh, he's just about to ask Sam like, "What's up with this book?" When they hear a, a big bang and they run back and they find a trail of blood leading to an arm hanging in the sky because this dude has so ripped funny. his, ripped his own arm off. where did he go? Out the window? Aren't he they just, underground? He, just, he like, just walked out. Like, he just left the bunker that he knows Like, they're just outside out in of. the hall. What? Yeah. <sighs> this yeah. stupid, stupid bunker. Those, those bookshelves that don't go all the way to the top or the bottom. Um, so, yeah. They, um... So, Castiel, I think you mentioned this earlier. Castiel, like, yeah. uh, pulls Rowena to another room. It's like, I'm gonna chain you up in here. And she's like, by the way, I'm Crowley's mom. And he's like, that explains a lot. Uh, but he goes back out to... That explains why I'm so attracted to you. <laughs> that explains why I have the hots for you. Um, 
he goes out to try to find Charlie to talk to her, and she has left the premises. Um, that's when, and her laptop is gone too. Uh, Damn we go it, over to Eldon, who is collapsing in an alley when he gets a phone call from his brother, and his brother because like, the boys, you know, they tied him up and left his phone with him. Sure, yeah, perfectly, like you know, opsec, right? Like this is what you do. These also, are just gigantic plot holes. Like, I, the, I mean, like Sam and Dean wouldn't make any of these mistakes. I don't care. I don't care what the writers consistently do. They wouldn't. They they are they matured past any of this shit in like season two. Like they're better than this, and they're consistently denied their their skill. And I get it. Where's the, where's the thrill if they're just smarter and better than everybody they come up against? But like this is so stupid. They left his phone on him. Feels extremely dumb. This feels ex- just extremely. Because it's not like he just walked into a store and was like, "Yeah, can I grab a phone?" Like he's got one fucking arm. Yeah, and also he gets a phone call. Like his brother calls. Oh him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, the brother has tracked Charlie to the shitty hotel that she's staying out. She's, she's checked in under the name as Carrie Asimov. Um, which if you can't figure that out, like, do you even know who Charlie is? Um, (laughs) Dean comes back into the bunker, having followed the the trail of blood. This guy left behind until it just went away. Sam says, Oh, I've, uh, I'd also have researched more of the Stein family and it's all true or whatever. Um, and Dean's like, well, you know, it's super great that that family doesn't have the book. And if Sam is, you know, obviously kind of feeling the heat right now when Castiel calls and says that Charlie is gone. <laughs> Sam's doing the Jordan Peele, like, sweating gif he's, right It's now. literally that. Like, dude, it is so, like, he's looking <laughs> back and forth. Dean is stalking behind his, and, like, making him look over his shoulders several times. He's like, Sam, you have soaked through your t-shirt and your flannel. Classic <laughs> intimidation sweat. technique. Your jeans are a much darker shade right now, Sammy. <laughs> these Why jeans, are you so sweaty? These jeans are supposed to wick moisture at a 100% rate, and they are soaked. What have you done? <laughs> Literally, they are they are saturated, Sammy. They have wicked all of the moisture they're ever going to wick. Uh, we cut over to Charlie, who's like doing some computer stuff. She kind of mm-hmm. we're going to go back and forth, but we see her. We see the the two evil brothers who can see her through a window. Um, one tells the other to the one armed guy tells the other one to hold back. This is his gig. Uh, Charlie figures his figures out the code. She breaks it, but that's right when Eldon starts slamming at the door. Dean is yelling at Sam. How could you do this? I told you what I wanted to do. Charlie calls Sam and is freaking out because someone's chasing her. Dean and Sam both are like, give it to him. You know, if you have the book, if you have your notes, give it to him. She's like, I can't do that. She's frantically uploading this to some server somewhere so they can have access to the data. She breaks the laptop in the sink so Eldon doesn't get it. And that's when Eldon hears the noise in the bathroom and comes in and opens the door. Uh, Dean and Sam are in the Impala. They're driving. They're going super fast. Dean's yelling, you know, how could you bring Charlie into this? And Sam yells back, Charlie loves you, Dean. We all love you. And like this kind of impassioned emotional moment, which I really appreciate. That's the uh, it's it's really the only saving grace that Sam gets out of any of this is when he says it he means it and I think it does actually speak for all these characters though as as much as, as Sam is what put this this ball in motion any of them would would do anything for Dean and um at the end of the day I'm not justifying Sam I, I know I'm a Sam fanboy and I believe that he is wrong here um but I think that everybody made the decision to be on board with this because. They all believed as much as, hey, this is a bad idea. This also could save Dean, and we all love Dean very much, and we want to save him. And, and when Sam says that, I think he means it, and I think 
on behalf of all those characters, I think they all mean it. Absolutely. And I think Sam uses that as a, as, as a, not a negotiation tactic, but like a, he, he uses that with his friends. Like we all care for Dean. We have to do this and Dean won't let us like, we have to do it behind his back, which is the truth. Like that, that yeah. is a solid truth. Like Dean would not let them do any of this because Dean is only willing to sacrifice himself and not willing to sacrifice right. anybody else around him, which is something we keep, we have come back to over and over again. That Sam is willing to sacrifice anybody for Dean. And Dean is usually only willing to sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eldon opens the door. Charlie is there with the knife. Uh, Sam and Dean, you know, smoke tires on the in the entrance. Rush in, and they find a Charlie in the bathtub, completely dead, uh, yep. covered in blood. I this is extremely sad. Like Sam immediately starts having this emotional, impassioned response to it. Dean, you know, just kind of looks and stares, and then we crash to black and go straight to credits. We don't mm-hmm. get a lot of time to deal with this kind of final shocking image. Uh, I, you know, we, we, we've kind of gone all over the place in this episode while talking about this. I, I feel like Sam's not even really a bad guy here. I feel like he's made a, a series of mistakes, but not even mistakes I can fault him for. Like it's mistakes that he just wanted to save his brother and mm-hmm. he never saw this happening. He didn't, he didn't see this and he wasn't really like prepared for these kind of consequences. And I think this is going to rock him. Like, I think he's going to be willing to pull just about all of this away. Like he's going to be like, okay, let's figure out how to destroy the book in the next episode. Right. I don't really remember think, what happened. I'm guessing. I but. think Sam and the show and the audience will often take it for granted that if Dean says, know that that he's correct that that he's right enough obviously he is right in this situation um but i think that it is important to to keep mind i guess that sam really doesn't i don't think expect things to happen this way i'm sure he's expecting there to be a like a magical consequence to to casting this spell but obviously he was never expecting the steins to come back in this way and and to to come after charlie and all that stuff and i i think he he was wasn't just like okay well Dean says it bad is bad so we can't do it it was Dean says it's bad but well I'm not so sure we just we just have to try and figure this we have we have to try we have a shot we have to go for it and and like agreed right yeah I, I completely understand all of that and I'm I I really like as as much as as you and I were kind of getting mad that the writers were putting all of this on Sam and making him be such a bad guy it's it's only because these unforeseen consequences are one of the best supernatural characters ever getting brutally murdered mm-hmm. and it's complicated. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of metatextual stuff to this where it's the character, it's the series really only LGBTQ character getting murdered yep. by a Nazi analog. Like it's right. like not, they don't say that they're directly Nazis, but like the dude had a fucking crew cut and a, and a shitty yeah. racist attitude. Like it's right. It's, it was, it's very clear. And like these two writers, because this is a Buckley Man episode, like they've never been good when it comes to stuff like this. They've always been kind mm-hmm. of like veering across that problematic line in various episodes. By all accounts, that doesn't change for the next five seasons. Right. I and you know it's I it's, get real frustrated with that that aspect to it because it's it is it's it's one of my favorite characters. It's the only gay yeah. character on the show. It's it, it it's their fucking sister, right? Like they said in this episode mm-hmm. that she's they basically their sister. Yeah. I it's just so frustrating to see it kind of just casually done like this. It it feels, yeah. It just it sucks, and I'm I'm sorry to bring like this reference up, but um, those uh, video games that I like, Trails of Cold Steel, they 
have they pretty much never kill off any characters ever um it's it's a game or a storyline that takes place during like a fantasy war and like nobody ever dies pretty much and you'd think like wow that like where's the the dramatic tension or whatever but like it doesn't like you don't have to it doesn't matter they're able to get fun twists and and do dramatic things and have crazy things happen where you go oh my god what like how are they ever going to recover from this without ever killing people the cast is always going to like come for the most part is always going to like come back um because people are like yeah we like these characters we don't need the tension of what if they die we find that in different ways um like oh what if they betray us what if they lose their power or something like that there are other ways to to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish with supernatural without just removing important representations of kinds of people from the show when it's already so you know slim and to um, do so for what i kind of feel like is I, i'm actually pretty torn on this because i can't tell if this is just a, a a cheap reaction like they wanted the shock mm-hmm. value of it like they want that they they started with that bloody scene of charlie and wrote backwards or if it's actually like a legitimate consequence to to sam actively pushing this thing without having the 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 carefulness that dean sometimes brings right. to these things of like just right. going and full it's just at it it seems like yeah they definitely just like wanted to have this happen and it wasn't a um oh this will this is where this is where the story ended up you know oh shit charlie and rowena they, they, they would never be able to work together so charlie's gonna go off on her own or whatever but then it's just like well castiel was there they wrote somebody in to like try and stop this from happening but then it just had him do nothing uh, like they made, I mean, I call him dumb, dumb, baby brain boy, whatever, Castiel all the time, but like, that's just mostly a joke. And like, obviously he was in over his head because Sam threw him into that, but like, they don't have him do anything, but like, you know, to Castiel is in over his head, like playing a referee between two arguing strong-willed women. He's not yeah. in on his head, in over his head when it's protecting somebody that he cares about. Like, right. Um, I feel like he would have been able to like find her and mm-hmm. get there. And is I don't even know if Castiel, I can't remember if he's like fully aware of like what's going on. Like if, if he knows that the Steins are actively looking for, her. I don't even know if Sam and Dean actively really know that they realize they there's a threat. Yeah. Yeah. They, okay. They, they do. Cause okay. Dean yells it at, just like, seems he, like he yells at Sam qu- quite a bit for like, you knew that she was being chased and you still brought her into this. Like you, you put, when you her just back think about radar. when you think about the kind of shit that Sam and Dean alone have been able to pull off the kind of planning, the kind of, um, I mean, just throughout this whole show, there's always been huge stunts that they've pulled off. And with this, obviously Dean wasn't involved, but it just seems like they, they, they had this finale in mind. They knew what they wanted to do. They knew they wanted to kill Charlie as a consequence of these actions. And they just, so they just, they just let it happen. They let all the plot holes in there. They try to tie things up here and there, but they, it seems like the destination was more important than, than the journey and and more important than the writing. And all that said, um, let's say that this was like a Garth character and, and not somebody who actually represents something. You know, Garth is just another straight white dude on this show. Um, if it had been him, it's like, you know, or just if we're, we're taking out the aspect of representation, like, OK, sure, you can kill Charlie. Sure. Like that's you, you're not like it's not like you're not allowed to kill your characters because of, you know, sticky situations. Supernatural has always done that, but it doesn't feel necessary. And I get that they were angry at, at Charlie. They were trying to, to go after her last episode or, you know, the last one that she was in. It just seems like, I don't know. It feels kind of cheap. It feels kind of cheap. And at the same time, it's like, okay, that this is a big deal. And it's not like I would like stop watching the show, but it, it feels bad in a way that doesn't feel emotionally like resonant or, or satisfying. 
And anyway, like a lot of times on, I hate bringing it up again, Game of Thrones, where a character would die, I'd be like, oh shit, I didn't see that coming. I loved that character. Oh my God, I can't believe they did that. But with Charlie, it was just like, fuck, dude, that fucking sucks. Agreed. 100% agreed. I, I, again, I, I am pretty torn about how I feel about the end of this. I can't, and I think I still need to think about it. Like, I watched this episode today. Yes, today, I, I, I am also torn. Yeah. I'm very curious how this is going to affect Sam's behavior over the next like two or three episodes, which is all we have left. They in this better season. do something big with this shit. Um, they better do something big with this. And also like how like this is going to fracture Dean and Sam's relationship. If it will mm-hmm. at all, like I'm very curious how all of the ramifications are going to play out because it better be worth it. I, I it, it, it definitely better be worth it. And I, I, honestly, I don't think that there's a way it can be like, I, I just no. simply don't think that there's a way that it can be at all. It, it the formulaic writing of the show says that it can't be. exactly because that, um, within two or three episodes, no matter how big of a shakeup, they'll be back to hunting ghosts. And you know, I love those episodes, but like, no matter what happens, they, they can't just like, there's no way, there's no way that they can make anything big or important enough to really justify or to make this feel like it was okay or to make it feel like it, it was earned. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll eat my words. We'll see. And you know, what a weird, uh, what a weird was, episode, man. Like, I, yeah, I, I liked watching it. It's just like talking about it after. I was like, fuck, dude, this fucking sucks. Yeah, like it's, it's even when I was watching it, I was like, man, this, all of this seems bad. And, and I, like, I, it, there was a lot of nitpicky stuff that I had, but actually talking through it, like a lot of the plot hole stuff seems really just shitty. And then just to, mm-hmm. to kind of throw away a, a really darling character like this for what really feels like shock value. Like, I feel yeah. like you could have a variety yes. of consequences to Sam's actions right now that isn't this character being murdered in a bathtub. Like, I feel like it's just shitty. And I, I don't know, man, it just leaves a real bad taste in my mouth. And the episode mm-hmm. itself, I, I, I kind of, I, I mean, I really do like the idea of Sam putting together a crack team, right? Like, getting, yeah. getting the tech person and getting the angel and getting the witch and getting everybody involved. That's the thing. Is like, it, could, it was like really almost cool. misleading because it was like, it could have been fun. Yeah, it, <laughs> Like, there was so much almost playful energy amongst everybody, too. And it was like, oh, shit, like, like Charlie and Rowena and Castiel's are like, that's like, holy shit. Like, what is this combination? This is funny. And even Sam being sent out for groceries, like when he's with Rowena, like all of that stuff was so much fun. And I had a great time watching that. And then to see where it all ends up, you know, 30 minutes later is is rough. And I'm sure this other stuff they could have done for a similar effect that didn't kill Charlie. You know, they come back and. I don't know. There's there's some remnant, some violent remnant. There's blood there, and they go, "Oh, what, what's gonna, what's going on?" And um, or just and, like know, kidnapping a character and all like, that. It's like it's whatever. That's this cliche too. But it's like you know she's still alive, and it still puts a fire under their asses. It still has the same arguments because now Sam has gotten Charlie into trouble, and they don't know what's going on. It's all still there. But then at the end of the day, we don't lose a beloved character for the sake of killing people. So yeah, I I don't know. I guess I guess I, I, I it's going to be interesting to do the feedback episode on this because yeah. I'm I'm just super curious how they're going to like pull all of this off. Um, it's, I um I, yeah. and I hope it's good. I, I really do hope it's good. That's that's Same. always my I my I have been back and forth, and I feel like I sound really negative on season ten, but it's probably the most I've liked it in since you know season five, and it's the most engaged I've felt with the stuff that's going on. Um it can just be frustrating sometimes. That's all. Yeah. Um, and like overall, like it was like, if we just cut out the last 30 seconds of this episode, I probably would have come away from it. Like, Oh man, that was, that was crazy. Glad they made it out of that one. That was a fun episode. Cool. It's going to be, you know, weird to see the fallout between Sam and Dean, but then, you know, it has such a, uh, a cataclysmic 
uh, consequence to all of Sam's actions or, you know, to everybody's actions. It, it is it is hard not to point the finger it's, at him. I don't think he's 100 percent, you know, at fault for everything, but it's hard not to point the finger. I, I always kind of hate. And I know I say this all the time, but I kind of always hate, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking these things. But you know how yeah. like Game of Thrones, the TV show set the precedent of having like the penultimate climax. Like they would get this mm-hmm. the episode, not the season finale, but the the penultimate episode of the season, and they would do this huge explosive thing, and you just had no idea it was coming. And then you had an episode afterwards to like reset the world. Essentially, mm-hmm. this almost feels like Supernatural's effort at doing that, like to have that shocking moment, and then to have things happen because of it. And I wonder if that doesn't like play against some of supernatural strengths in a lot of ways because yeah, and we'll and we'll yeah, they're see. trying like, they're we'll emulating a formula out. that doesn't exactly right yeah 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 trying to like supernatural has a a formulaic formula and like that even though I was just complaining about it if supernatural just owned its shit more often and it, supernatural was like a you know better at kind of a being itself sometimes um, I think it would shine a lot brighter even when we do see cliches and stuff like that. And it, we can't just say they're trying to be like another show, but sometimes influences rub off. And you think, okay, audiences have responded well to that in other places. Let's try to do that here. But so there's a big there's a big death at the end of season one of Game of Thrones, and that sets off you know mm-hmm. so many events, right? <laughs> if if they're able to do something like that where it matters what happened, um, then sure, yeah, <laughs> let's we'll take it. But yeah, if it if it isn't if it isn't gonna go big, then it's just gonna be a real shame doesn't ruin the season it doesn't ruin the show but it, it's it's unfortunate and it and it hurts as a viewer to to see this stuff not just because i don't know yeah it's just it's just tough it's a lot uh let's get out of here we've yes. been talking for a long time um yes. <laughs> thank you to everybody over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for supporting the show directly we really appreciate it love you so much thank you very much um if we you're love interested you. in doing that buck a month gets you all kinds of cool stuff like exclusive podcast access to the discord a bunch of different tiers and rewards there as well um if you can't do that consider leaving a review of the show that's always really really appreciated we love it yes um you can also just tell your friends and family we had another example of someone today saying like oh i converted someone to monster of the week and i'm like wow yeah. that's crazy that people are doing that and i love it so much thank you thank you thank you it's always great to hear uh, if you want to talk to the podcast you can go to at motw cast on twitter you can talk to me at jg greer chris you are i am at local bone you can find links to all of that and uh all of our merch all of our episode guides, all of our everything at monsteroftheweek.cool. If you like me and Chris, but don't like Supernatural, why are you listening to this? But you, but you also, you really love emojis. You might like thinkingface.cool, our other podcast, so go check that out as well. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Supernatural that promises Dean is on a rampage. Well, could have seen that one coming. See you next week, folks. Bye. Hey! Hi. I'm very out of breath. Sorry, I was right. My right, my right mic on, and I do. Okay. I um, I just took my AC out. Because I, I always leave it in way too goddamn long. So I promised myself, and by that I meant I promised Jess. 
that this year I would take out my air conditioner before <laughs> it, it snowed. Cold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's going to snow tomorrow, so I was like, fuck, i got to take my AC out. And I didn't think of it till I finished eating. And I went back to my room, and I was like, oh, that's the thing I said I was going to do, and I will 100% not do it after I record, so i got to go do it now. I'm uh I'm shopping for a new center channel for my home theater. Ooh. And uh I'm comparing the difference between like I was like there's a $99 one that has like a humongous amount of reviews that everybody raves about and then there's like a $400 one. <laughs> and I was like uh-huh. what the, what could possibly be the difference in all of this stuff? And um I'm on Crutchfield's website and I did like the compare and it was like, you can actually listen to see what the difference is. Grab your headphones and we'll show you how. Like it had me select what? the model of headphone and everything. And then it started playing some trash pop music song. And then you could just like click between the two to hear the difference. And there's literally no difference that I can hear. So I don't know if it's the speaker that's fucked up or I don't know. I don't that's know. Funny. It was just a really weird experience. And then yeah. in the middle of the weird pop song, I hear, hello. <laughs> <laughs> can you test out my voice on different? units or whatever it does have a it does have a like listen to your own music feature so i could in theory export some of your audio and then see how it sounds <laughs> listen to your own voice mm-hmm. uh oh the biggest oh, difference are. is that one is 29 pounds and one is 16 pounds damn i assume you don't mean british pounds no no that's <laughs> real american pounds like your boy carries around got him Anyway, I should be looking at that. Damn, man, my vibes were tight and locked in. Ooh. And then I moved the AC and I'm like, bro, you fucking fat. <laughs> I'm out of breath. It's been like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hurting. I mean, it was a big AC and I forgot that I swapped it out. I had like I had an old one. I got a new one. And this new one is significantly heavier than my old one. So I approached this as if it were my old y- unit. Um, but this is, unit. yeah, this is a whole nother kind of absolute unit. And, um, yeah. Oh, I'm all different now. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, man, get do a fucking vibe check before we start on Ogre. Ogre. Did you <laughs> see that, um... Like- did you see that Reddit thing? Like the relationship post was like, my boyfriend wouldn't won't stop asking me um, if, if if this is a vibe check and it's driving me insane. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> so that was really funny. I just I'm gonna say this now because it could be racist. Ooh. Um, and I don't want it on the podcast. But- I went and hung out with Dylan for like two hours in a tiny apartment filled of like like twenty twenty five gamers. What? Uh, yeah. And they were doing a full-on video game tournament, and Dylan and I just sat there, and I just crushed some beers, and we talked about The Witcher, and I told him about Death Stranding. We had a nice little time, and then I was like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then went back home, and then me and Jess drank more. What, what, I have to know, what video game was it? Smash? So, no, they play a bunch of different games. Like, the last time that we went, they were playing... They played Bushido Blade. I know that. And they played some other random game. This time, when I was there, they were playing N++. You know that game? I love that game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I played N+, which I think is the, a different one. Um, yeah, N+, on came out on the 360. Uh, and it was yeah, super, I played that. Cool. I liked that a lot. And then, so yeah, they were playing whatever version of that. And um, I want to say like they I kick-started N++. Some... Like, I was like tight with that group. Oh, for wow. Yeah, I was wow. into it. Yeah, the, 
I remember it showing like everybody that game when it first came out on 360. I was like, yo, check out this fucking demo. It's tight as shit, isn't it? I feel like there's uh, something about the way it handles. I feel like Super Beat Boy um, gets a bunch of press mm. for being the coolest like platformer out there, but secretly, like all the real heads know it's N plus. Yeah, it's N plus. That's the real shit. Forget about it. Anyway, yeah, that's so they were playing that for most of the time, and like I, I texted you a relatively coherent drunk text um, about how every time the room would get quiet, I was always just like, I would just keep saying weird shit. Because it didn't bother me. Um, somebody was talking about Minecraft and how Notch was a shitbag. And then, like, the room got quiet. And I was like, yo, what do you guys think Notch Jack's off to? It was just my question for the room. And nobody, like, everyone was like, what? what you, Why would what? you say that? What did you just I'm say? I'm like, I don't know, man. I got a weird podcast. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> so I was trying to like rationalize in my head. I was like, why am I doing this? And I had felt no, 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 no seriously. I couldn't, I couldn't hear what you said. What did you ask them? Oh, why did, oh, oh. I said, what do you think Notch Jack's off to? <laughs> <laughs> definitely like poor people fighting right poor people fighting yeah. for copies of minecraft would be my, my somebody guess. was like it's got to be all like the like the hate that he brews up on twitter like that's the only reason he could do it. it's the only way he could feel anything is by being a dirtbag i can't finish unless i'm being a shitty shitty person yeah 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 um so yeah that was i don't even know why i started talking about that should we talk about emojis or what yeah yeah let's do that let's let's get that out of the way <clears throat> okay now I have to remember to put that story into the Monster of the Week outtakes, though. Yo. <coughs> hey. Uh, what's up? Uh, just sitting here drinking a beer. Oh, I'm so jealous. I might honestly might drink after this. It's already 6.30. Just, uh, just having a cold one with the boy. Yeah, with that's me. I should have grabbed one. Honestly, grab one. fuck it one. up, dude. I'm about to fuck it up. Let's do this. <laughs> Hell yeah! There it is. <laughs> there we'll it is. When was the last time we drank while doing this podcast? It's been a while. I think. Um, I think it was when we we we. <laughs> We went to we got went through all of the Twin Peaks bullshit with uh-huh. It's been a while. Face. It's been yeah. a minute since since we gone done do this. But you know what? Steven it's, was on the show. That's how that's long right. it's been. That's right. That's how long ago it was. Um, it's the eve of your birthday. Happy birthday, Jeremy! Hey, thank you, my man. As, as you're listening uh, to this, uh, that was way the fuck last week. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. But they can you know they can still at you. It's true. Yeah, at me. Actually, you know what you could do for me for my birthday, listeners out there? Um, just leave a review for any Monster of the Week podcast. I meant, I meant to say the same thing on, on my birthday, um, but I was drunk most of the day. <laughs> so I took the day off from work. <laughs> and Jess and I went out for food, and we had drinks, and I stayed that way. Uh, stay drinking. You, um, you, you say that. I'm going to call you on some bullshit, my friend. You said that you went out for some food and you had some drinks when you were up in the Discord at like 3 p.m. saying that you were kind of tipsy and looking for your UPS guy to deliver Death Stranding. Like, what's oh, up? that's right. <laughs> you, were drunk right. In the, you were drunk in the street. You were drunk in public. You we were drunk in the street, baby. Um, no, we, we instead of going out to dinner, because it was like Friday night, and you know how it gets. You know how it be getting. Mm-hmm. Um, out here in the burbs, you know, um, shit starts popping off Friday night. So I was like, let's go for lunch. I got a, I meant, I meant to get this thing, um, a, a Montana mule. It's like, it's like a Moscow mule, which is like ginger beer. And, uh, in, in this case it has bourbon in it. It's like, a, it's a fun little, fun little drink that the steakhouse has. 
Um, and I, I meant to order that, but I saw the old fashioned and I just first in my brain got confused and I was like, yeah, I'll have the old fashioned. Um, so it's fucking like <laughs> a one thirty. Uh, I haven't had anything to eat today, period. Dope. And the waitress brings my drink back. I'm like, thank you very much. So I just, just going for like a big, hard, long sip on, Ooh. on this old fashioned. And I was like, oh yeah, that's basically just, that's basically just whiskey. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> knocked myself out real quick with that one because it's like when you're taking a shot you know you're taking a shot so you, you know you're prepped you're fine mm-hmm, you're good mm-hmm. when you go in thinking you're about to basically just have a mixed drink and then, i mean an old-fashioned is a mixed drink but it was significantly stronger than i expected it to be and immediately just it was like you know put some hair on my chest i went to a uh, bar one time surprise surprise um and I was talking to the bartender and she was like, I think I was just kind of looking for something to drink. Like I wanted something new. And I was like, what do you like? What's the best thing that you make? Like, what do you think is your best drink? She goes, Oh, I'll make the best dirty martinis. And I was like, well, fuck it. Hey, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. And I had forgotten that a dirty martini is just a martini with a bunch of shitty olive, olive juice in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just gin or vodka. It's just dirtier. <laughs> yeah. And it, with, with like gross vegetable g- juice in uh, it. Like it's just, uh, it's not a, it's not good. I don't. And look, I don't even like olives to begin with. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Check, like, I'll eat a pickle. Like I'm not drinking the jar out of the out of the <laughs> drinking the juice out of the jar. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People swear by doing chaser shots with uh, pickles, pickle juice, which sounds wild to me. But um, I've heard enough people say it at this point where I'm like, all right, it sounds fucking weird. But like, I trust you, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, there's all kinds of like they sell like those packaged pickles down here. Do you guys have those up there? Like the like spicy... individual packaged pickles? Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a full on not sliced dill pickle. Like that's like sometimes like spicy or salty. Like it has like a. Flavor. I don't know. I bet we do. Um, I mean, there's certainly lots of large jars, but that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is like a. This will be like a cellophane packet with some pickle with a pickle and some pickle juice in it. And uh yes. I mean I, I mean we sounds, also sounds fun. We sell quail eggs like by the by the individual quail, quail egg. Pickled quail eggs. Like it you'll go up to it'll be right next right next to the take a penny. Like it'll be take a penny and then like a quail egg <laughs> a for forty nine cents. Yeah. It's I mean I love me a good egg, but I feel like it's not the same. It's just a pickled quail egg, dog. It's just gross. It's nasty. You know, I don't think I've ever had a pickled egg. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't really dig on eggs that much. Like, I like scrambled eggs. I can do with an I omelet. Mean, I can do yeah. every once in a while a fried egg on something is okay. Like, but I don't ever order fried eggs like for breakfast or anything. So. Sure, I do a lot of egg based cooking because yeah. it's really the only thing that I know how to cook. Dope, dope. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm usually I'm usually a scrambled guy. I don't I don't roam too far. I will do fried eggs on stuff. I'd like to do um like egg in a basket. Um. Sure. Mm-hmm. where you cook it right into the bread um that's fun i've been trying to like break outside of that a little bit and um <laughs> just explore more egg options i look look up egg recipes and stuff like that but at the end of the day you know i've, I've been able to accomplish a lot and i've made some pretty darn fine eggs um, but at the end of the day with as little effort as is you know real possible jess's eggs are always better than mine oh yeah <laughs> it does not matter yeah absolutely. <laughs> it does not matter how much time and effort i put in hers are always better and maybe it's just because, you know, somebody cooking you eggs, somebody cooking you breakfast makes it better. 
The but secret she, ingredient is love, and you can't put your own right. love into uh, your, right. your own eggs. Like you can't put love, you can't eat your own love. Is what I'm saying. Much like the Winchesters, I hate myself, <laughs> and the I eggs can, that I produce for myself, and the eggs that I produce, and my weird hunky eggs that I, I I sometimes lay and then fry to eat. The weird hen that I am. I am. Um, I, I I recently acquired for my birthday a copy of the Supernatural cookbook that just came excellent, out. Excellent, excellent. Um, okay, so you sh- you sent me a picture of that, and then you sent yeah. me a picture of one of the pages from it. And yes. I it, it might have been when I was drinking already. So when okay. you sent me the pages from it, I was like, "Damn, you had a restaurant that has all of these Supernatural references on their menu. <laughs> Settle down, no, y'all." No, no, my dude, no. <laughs> and then it was like an hour later, and I never, I just never texted you back. In my own head, I went, "Oh, that was from the cookbook." Yeah, that's definitely from the cookbook. Um, they, it's that that thing is really weird. Like you'll be, like you'll be just like kind of leafing through it, and it's all it's a lot of supernatural references. Uh, I'm pretty sure the author of the cookbook is a is a big fan of the show, um, but like she, she must have crawled through every single supernatural episode for like any time that they talked about food or mission food or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, notably, Metatron's waffles are there just for a really gross. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they got that that little set. Um, they also have like Rowena's cocktail, which is like some whiskey kind of like it's almost like a whiskey sour with like a little bit of red wine on top. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very weird stuff in there. But uh, some of it looks really, really good. Like they have, they have some garlic knots that look really good. Um, sa- All of Sam's stuff is salads, which <laughs> is fine. Like, I guess it, like it's just been so long since we've seen Sam Like in, in this episode that we're covering today. Like he's like chowing down on something in the car along with Dean, but you don't know what. So like. But it's just been like since what season four or five that since we've had one of those like weird, you know, does he? I, yeah. I don't eat. The, yeah, I don't. You're gonna you're gonna die if you put that garbage in your body, Dean. Now it's because <laughs> it's because Jared Padalecki used to just be like yacked out of his mind. Dude was super super buff. Obviously, still great shape. Like they both are. They're actors. Mm-hmm. But like, dude was humongous for like four seasons. They're so like, all right, we got to write it into the show. <laughs> yeah, we have to figure out how to deal with this. We have like he has to be like super healthy. Up. He has to actively be exercising. <laughs> we have to put him in yoga gear for an episode. Yes. <laughs> oh man! But I'm looking forward to going through that supernatural cookbook. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, um, it sounds like a good time. It's um, you know, it's a cookbook. So like, if you get two good recipes out of it, I think you're doing pretty good. And like, yeah. there seem to be more than two things in there. But there's obviously like, there's also. Um, just the names are really weird like there's deaths enchiladas yeah like, i, I will give I it should make this uh, yeah i will give it credit though because um like there was the very like the second dish was like cusses um shit i can't remember what it is now it's buried in our discord but i put a screenshot in there but it was like cusses something or another and i was like did they just like fucking typo Cass's name like on the second entry how did nobody catch this and if you go to the page on for every recipe there's like a little blurb at the top that explains what it is and it's like oh no this is from the episode where um dean goes to that like boy's home as a child and has to go back there as an adult and he takes sam to apparently that little restaurant where he wants to get in oh touch my with God, the girl that he had so, a crush on. That's so specific. That's like cusses whatever. Or like that was like the thing that he ordered and he tells Sam in that episode, what, are you going to miss out on the best like eggs Benedict in the country or something? Like, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Insane. Just like really fucking deep cuts like that. And then also Metatron's waffles that he you made got, him yeah. go, made him go, sh- go shit yeah. in the toilet. So. Yeah. Excellent. Gotta have a shout out to Metatron. Huge shout out to Marv in the comments. Shout out to Marv. Can I get an M in the chat for Marv? Can I get an M in the chat for Marv, please? So speaking of weird shit, 
Yeah. Death Stranding, right? Death Stranding. I think he moved ahead of me. I think if we had done this, I think he moved ahead of me last night. Are you in chapter three? Um, I don't think so. You said you were delivering semen and I have, I currently have the semen on my person. Okay. So we we might be right (laughs) to the same spot. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten to Port Knot City yet because I was doing side quests. I feel like like we should probably say a spoiler warning because I just don't want to like not Mm -hmm. talk about something. But like if you're like, have not played Death Stranding and you're so into it that you can't hear anything, like skip ahead. Um, not story like, spoilers, just uh, gameplay spoilers. What story spoilers would there be? Like your None. mom is the president, like I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think. I think it's his mom. Like, he says mom. Maybe. And then somebody else says mom. And I was like, are you siblings? I thought that was your wife. Or is that actually your mom from the past? I'm so confused. Very confused about it. But you know what? With the Aside from all that, it is pretty to me the the game itself is like pretty straightforward there's a lot of weird like um you know crafting stuff that you do but i've played i guess a lot of like survival crafting games like this year i've put more time into the long dark than i have into a lot of other games mm-hmm. and so so much of the stuff that i was doing in death training i was like oh yeah this is like pretty par for the course <laughs> like the story's out there but the gameplay itself while unique is definitely not as weird and and I don't tedious as I was expecting. Like I've had a lot of fun kind of delivering packages and like riding around just doing my thing. It should be way less fun than it is, but right? there's something about the, the controls and like your ability to control your character. And this is something mm-hmm. that I've really dug from MGSV. And I don't know if this is a Kojima thing or if this is like Kojima, cause I know Kojima stole a bunch of people from kind of my um, Konami and brought them over to his new studio or whatever. But like it, you just have such a like a like a presence in the world. Your character has such a presence in the world, and you can literally kind of make him do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that like within the context of the game. Like I don't right, think you can right. make him break dance, but everything that the game asks you to do, and it could ask you to do several things at one time, or it could be like, you know, hey, I, you you need to do this. Like all of that stuff is there, and it just like gives you the opportunity to. And I don't know. It just feels good to control. Like yeah, it feels so stupid that like. Autumn came into the room and was watching like Norman Rita's like drift left and right. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I, I'm delivering packages in a post-apocalyptic world. Like, That's what I'm doing, girl. Yeah, yeah, That's what I'm here to do. It is what it is. And you know, you would think like, oh, wow, like so much of this game is traversal. So much of this game is literally holding down buttons to balance yourself. But mm-hmm. like you're constantly involved in the gameplay. You're not always pulling a trigger and shooting a bad guy like you are in most video games, but you are always performing video game actions. I also kind of dig that I don't have any, um, they gave me a piss grenade, which is weird. Mm-hmm, that's, that's mm-hmm. a weird thing, but I, I actually don't know how to use it. I never figured out how to like go. I find figured out yesterday. Grenade. Have you fought any BTs no, yet? I haven't. I, I've just been skimping past them. So, so been, like, I, them I ran so. into some yesterday last night. Um, before, okay. Before I tell you about that, I, my first encounter, cause most of the game is you're just, you're just walking, you know, and all you're trying to do is not drop your shit. Not get caught out in the rain, which is going to deteriorate your shit. You know, you just you're just trying to deliver your packages and 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 not get overwhelmed by by everything. Um, and the first time, which I think is scripted, where you run into these guys called mules, who are mm-hmm. uh, according to the game men who are addicted to stealing packages. Uh, no, no, men who are so addicted to delivering packages, they will do anything to get the packages from people who are rightfully delivering yeah. them. It's the Insanity. only way to get that human rush, you know? Insanity. What have um, we created? Amazon, what have you it, done? Yeah, shit's wild. Um, so they they ping, like they have their scanner and they, they ping your packages. They don't ping you, they ping your packages. So 
so they have now like, okay, we got a location on that package. Let's move in that direction. And the first time that happens and like the music kicks up and like BB starts crying because let's not forget that we have a baby strapped to our chest at all times. Um, I was so stressed out in a very, very fun video game way of like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like I was walking straight along this field. They ping me and I'm like, I got to go up into the hills. And I was just like, I start trucking uphill as fast as I can to drop a ladder. I climb up over some rocks. And I'm like, OK, all right, I'm up in the mountains now. So they're, they're still pinging me and like, you know, kind of like the alarm goes off again. It's not it's not like a Metal Gear actual like alarm alert, but like the music every time they ping you kind of intensifies a little bit. And they had found me a second time, but I was so far up that they now had to like spread out and try to get up the mountain to find me. So in that instance, I was able to like run down the other side of the the cliffs and get away across the field. And then I was okay. And then it like triggered a little cutscene where somebody tells Sam about, you know, the, uh, Mules, the, yeah. the mules. But I was like, holy shit, that was that was a thrill. And then I had another instance a little while later where it was the first time that I ran into um bts beached things they're ghost aliens that's how i call them um they every time i I, or i ran into them once before for a story thing ran into them on my own and i was trucking along almost at my destination and i see a big open field and you can see that there's packages everywhere and (laughs) if you know another player drops a package it you know might show up in your world and i was like damn why everybody fucking dropping their shit i'm gonna go around so i'm going around and i'm scooping things up and then BB starts crying because BTs were near. I was like, oh, this is why everybody was dropping their shit here. Because two seconds later, the BTs climb out of the ground and they start clawing at me and trying to pull me in with them. And I'm struggling. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. I walked right into this fucking trap. They were like, they, they knew this. I was, I was going to do this. This was so stupid. I shake them <laughs> off and I lose every single one of my packages. Of uh, Everything of falls yep. off. I circle around super fast. There's, there's full animations for everything. Like if you're running straight, you got to like, wait for norman to stop running like he, he's I not gonna that. just stop I, on a dime yeah. i love that you actually have like momentum and not in a, in a very unvideo game like way like it, right it, not to compare everything to dark souls but like the first time i played dark souls and realized i couldn't just cancel out of an attack like i had to commit like that's mm-hmm. running like makes like down a hill you're like i'm gonna have to be, i'm gonna need some space at the end of this to like yeah. t- take down speed yeah you have to like you have to be aware of momentum, which is kind of really cool. Yeah. Um. So but I'm expecting to pick up these packages really slowly. I'm like, I'm not I'm never going to get these things back. These things are going to like pull me in. I'm screwed. I'm dead. But I like just did like a really quick comical circle. a mashing triangle to pick up the packages <laughs> as I run by. Norman's grabbing slamming them left and right them on your back. Each hand <laughs> slamming them on his back. He got every single one of them. And then I just fucking booked it just booked it right out of there it's just like screw it we're not holding our breath we're not hiding we are fucking running (laughs) and i got away (laughs) my uh my favorite experience with the bt so far was um i was on the way to the windmill for the first time uh, Uh because you were you know the game is is kind of asking you to go to these otherwise isolated like bases and then put them back on the network so that they are connected to the rest of the country and like that's kind of like the main thrust of the game as I was on the way to the windmill, you encounter a group of, of BTs. Was this in the forest? This was in the forest. So, Love like, it. I'm sneaking around. And, like, it's up until that point, like, it's been pretty easy to stealth the BTs. Like, they're kind of laid out. And someone, I think somewhere, I can't remember where I saw this, was like, yeah, like, if you think of them as mines, like, that they don't really move around that much. So, you just need to figure out, like, a correct path to go through them, which is what I'd been doing. Uh, but now they were kind of all like I was having to figure out how to like get around geography and and like trees and shit mm-hmm, and also mm-hmm. the BTs at the same time. So 
I mentioned like this stuff about the controls earlier where it like feels like so good to control your your dude, your Norman, if you will. Um your Norman, yes. But there are a lot of buttons and it there are like there's a lot of yes. like, oh, you need to and this took me a long time to figure out because it was like if you go up to a structure to be like press options to get into the structure menu and I would press options and it would take uh-huh. me to my map and I'm like oh it it hundred times I almost texted you options. almost texted you asking you what to do <laughs> I looked it up I looked it up a yeah. lot I was like how the fuck do I get to the structure menu anyway so I'm in there and I'm like there's BTs all around me BB is 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 freaking out a little bit I don't have a lot of stamina I'm I'm very dangerously low on my monster energy drink like I'm not having a, and I've got a ton of shit on my back right like i've been picking up lost packages like it's my fucking job because it, it is um and so i get like i stop but i'm like okay i need to i'm gonna just take a break i'm gonna let my energy build back up and then a bt like comes close i'm gonna hold my breath well instead of holding r1 to hold my breath i hit the touchpad just tap it oh and- no <laughs> <laughs> so in the game the touchpad does two different things if you encounter another person um person sign like a message from dark souls or like a structure that they built or a thing a tool that they left behind like a ladder or rope if you encounter that you can you can hit you can tap the touchpad and like it you can smash the like button you can smash the like button and then do they get that on like in their game they're going to open up their game and they're going to get a bunch of likes for it and it's going to be super cool and they get benefits from that somehow they level up or whatever i don't know Um, i don't think there's any benefits it just makes you feel good no, once the the next time you complete a mission, like you'll see, like you get a bunch of bonus likes from stuff. Oh, like, oh, 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 yes, 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 yeah, not, yeah. yes, yes. Um, you're right. You're correct. But if you're not near another player structure, what happens is Sam calls out and is like, "Hey, it's Sam," or sometimes it's say like, "Hey, is anybody out there?" or like that kind of shit. Like Norman mm-hmm. Reedus like yells into the void, basically. And occasionally you'll hear people yell back, and if you do, like you make a connection with them, essentially. Like you kind of mm-hmm. get bonded, and you'll see their stuff in the world or whatever. Um, unfortunately I was surrounded by BTs. <laughs> so I hit that I, I just smashed that touchpad button. I'm Sam! Hey, it's Sam! And like every alarm ever goes off and like all of these things start and then, then there's a whale jumping out of the ground yes. and I'm getting drugged down the thing. And I just I literally like stopped the game. I, I hit the hit the menu button and was like, I'm just going to re- literally reload my save. I cannot live <laughs> like this. I cannot live with myself to, to have done this in a game. Yeah, I um, I had a, a fun encounter. Well, so going through there, um, I I almost got grabbed. I was able to make it through. It was okay. And then afterwards, they were like, "We want you to go back to the last place that you were at." And I had found so many lost packages that needed to be returned there. So I packed everything up. And if you like max out your weight limit and how much you're carrying on your back, Sam like shows it. He moves slow. Oh yeah. If you go about. 50% over that weight limit. <laughs> Boy, let me tell you. So I'm I'm just thundering along and I just thought to like, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. And then like 3 minutes passed and I had covered like maybe a yard. <laughs> like I had not gone anywhere. Um but I'm thinking no. So I I, I set out with all this stuff, immediately realized, okay, this was a bad idea. I'm moving way too slow. But then I thought Oh, I passed like a little like um a shelter pod thing, whatever the hell they are, where you can put packages in. Another player will pick them up. Um, there's there's one right there. I'll just drop them off. I was actually wrong. Ended up having to just drop some stuff. Long story short, I walked all the way back. Not quite that heavy, but I was very heavy and I was very slow. And as I was going down a hill, finally picking up some speed again, um, I tried to like something as I passed because as I'm passing different signs and structures left behind, I'm just trying to smash that like button. Same. And yeah, I want to get into it. I want to. I want to. I want to get into fill it. The, fill the economy with likes. Yes. Um, but I missed. I missed one of them, and I so I just hit it, and he yelled, and Sam, who was just like so fucking fed up at this point, his stamina is low. He's been carrying all this shit. He just went 
fuck this shit. <laughs> and and somebody yelled back to it to me, "Hey, you can do it." <laughs> and I went, so "Oh good. my god. It's so oh good. my god. I don't know how that works if it's just like if there's another player there in their game if it pings them." Because I did a thing earlier where I said, hey, my name's Sam. And somebody going, hey, my name's Sam, too. I got like, that one. Yeah, was, I had that one as well. These fun little things, but the fuck this shit or whatever. He said, fuck this or something like that. And somebody said, hey, don't give up or whatever it was. I was like, oh, my God, I won't give up. I won't. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, guy. random internet person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, you know, the, the tutorial, like the game teaches you how to build like your first bridge or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to the bridge, you can go into like the structure menu and it's like, oh, you can upgrade all of these structures and like they get increased durability so they'll last longer. But most everything that I've seen so far, like, like level two of a structure allows like customization slot. Yeah. And what I've seen that what that what I think that's going to allow me to do is assign that structure a song from this mm-hmm. from the game soundtrack so that as people approach it, they can they can they can have a jam, right? Like they're in the fucking yeah. wilderness and they can all of a sudden be listening to low roar or whatever the whoever the fuck that is. So weirdly, I listened to this this band and I think I'm I probably must have found out about him because Kojima, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, he, tw- he he's put so many of their songs, but I didn't really make the connection. Um I had their album that came out in like 2017 and I listened to it a bunch back then. Haven't really listened to it since. And the first song that plays is you're just like out on this open, beautiful vista is a low roar song or maybe it was the opening cutscene, whatever. And I was like, oh man. And suddenly you never, you ever hear a song after like not hearing it for a long time and suddenly like, oh, I like this song. Oh yeah. Like back then it was whatever, but now I'm remembering it and suddenly like, it's like, I love it. So that, that made a huge impression on me right away hearing that song. Uh, and then there's four more of them from that album. I was like, okay, Kojima. <laughs> they, uh, so I wanted to level up my bridge um, so that I could do the thing, right? Like I wanted to level up so I could assign it a song. And I looked at it and it required like so many of those little like chiral crystal things mm-hmm. or whatever, which was no problem at all. I had that shit on me, so I just did it. Um, and then it required like 1,500 metal. Yeah. And the game allows you to like withdraw like metals and and like materials from the various distribution centers that you like are connecting as you're going along. So I like went to that place and I was like, what's up? Oh shit. You got tons of fucking metal in here. Give me all the metal you got. Let me give me a thousand metal. Yeah. Cool. And it's like, this is going to weigh, you can carry 125 kilograms. This will take you to 175 kilograms. Are you sure? And I was like, hell yeah. Give it to me. (laughs) It's right outside the door. Like even if it, even if I walk slow, even if I fat roll, I'll be right there. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that little thing comes out and it's it's funny. Like most of the time, all of the packages you're carrying are pretty light. Like, right? Like you just pick it up, mm-hmm, it's like 20 mm-hmm. something and you stack up. So you ends up with like a lot of boxes on you. This was a small compact package that weighed so much. So Norman is just like, he can barely make move a step. I couldn't even make it, you know, where like the ramp starts versus where the terminal is. Like those four steps that you don't even pay attention to. I couldn't make it to the ramp. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Watch them struggle is not fun. Um, So I got the bike. Did you get the bike? Yes. Yeah, I did that. So the bike is super fun. I like had it repaired. So everything's going great. I don't have you. Did you repair it? Um, well, you don't repair it. You build like the generator or whatever, right? So, oh yeah, yeah I, I did that. And mm-hmm. then I went back to the, the private room and I just parked the bike like in the circle in the center of like the area. And when I came back out, my bike was repaired. Um, a word. Yeah. So, uh, pro tip, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Cause I definitely, um, may have run that into some obstacles. I like that the, because going from that, like f- the, the main area, like port city or Knox city or mm-hmm. whatever it was, um, s- 
city, not city. I don't know what the fuck you call it. It's, but, I think it's, yeah, it's central, not city. Yeah. And then like west of, of central, not city. Exactly, or like something yeah. like, and then port, not city. It's because you're tying knots between Of course you are. People, strands. Right? Strands make knots. Strands. Um, but going from like one place to the other on foot is like, it takes a fucking while. And it takes I, a long time. I got admission to get some, um, I don't remember what it is, but you couldn't get them wet and they had to get over there in 30 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. And so that was when I had the, the, the motorcycle. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so much better. And it is. It's dramatically better than not having a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. But it's also not like game-breakingly. Like you can't just do anything with it. And I kind of dig that. Like it's yeah. got a, it's again, it's got like a heft. And like I'd hate to say a realism when I'm, I don't know, there's like shit floating in the sky, right? Like it doesn't. And you have a baby strapped to your chest. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, I, <laughs> and I'm Norman Reedus. <laughs> You're Norman fucking Reedus who crushes monster energy drink. And when you make him take a shit, it closes the shower like doors on him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it advertises Norman Reedus' show on AMC. AMC, yeah. You don't think that's going to be dated, right? Like that's definitely yeah, not right? be dated. Um, Jesus So Christ. I took that bike around. I actually, I, I made a path. And I diverted from it a little, or what I thought was a little bit, um, and ended up going way, way off. And so I'm like up in the, in the hills and mountains where like, you probably shouldn't be using this bike up there. I ran into some BTs and I got like a a call in and they're like, Hey, mama made those new grenades. Mama's a character. I'm not just like throwing Mm -hmm, that out there. mm -hmm. Um, she made some grenades out of your blood and, um, cause you can use piss grenades and poop grenades because organic matter, you know, is, is like a weapon you can use. Um, so she's like, we want you to try them out on the BTs, see if you can kill one. No one's ever killed one before and see if you can collect the crystals after the fact. So I was like, okay, here we go. I tried to escape the BTs. I was not successful. They pulled me underground. They, I felt like I was in the ocean for a second and then they like throw you back up as if you just got like washed up on shore. And I was just like down, like I was near where I had just been, but it felt like I was in a completely different area. And now a giant, like oily looking um alien ghost whale thing flew out of the ground yeah, at me. Yeah, and every I've time it there. splashed and it came back up it changed into something different so it was like an octopus or whatever it was sometimes it would turn back into the people and run at me and so i start hucking these um blood grenades at it and eventually i take it down and it was like this huge triumphant experience and then they're calling me like holy shit sam like you did it like, this is this is unbelievable we can't believe you did that i'm excited I'm thrilled i get back on my bike i pack all my stuff up again I keep riding. It takes me forever to get back down the other side of this mountain because you clearly are not supposed to be taking a bike up here. I drop down off of a ledge and all these all these wacky things happen. I run into more mules. I finally get back to the the place to deliver stuff. And um, what's his name? Dead man? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dead man calls me and is like, bro, did you uh, do you remember to grab those crystals you from the BT? And I'm bro? like, bro, I'm like, mother, mother of all fuck. I did bro, not. Bro, and where are my crystals so, at, bro? So I try to look back where I just came from and I had no idea where it was. So hopefully it's not a specific thing and I can just do it from killing any BTs. Yeah. Because I got attacked by some more and then I, I tried to fight them off, but wasn't able to kill them. Um. So yeah, can't complete that quest right now. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm actually more interested and I'm this, this may change, but like just being this early, like I'm more interested in doing like not having any combat options like i like the idea of you're a delivery guy but like you you can't your whole gig is to make roads like and i think that's something that i've seen the game do like the more you walk on a path like a path will be created like it'll be easier to walk along that path which i think is fascinating um and then once you build roads or like or yeah yeah once they become roads it won't uh it won't charge or it won't drain the battery on your bike and stuff as much um, if you're riding on those areas so that's like another bonus feature 
but like when I had to sneak into the first mule camp, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't have any offensive weaponry at all. I had like my blood rope or whatever, and like could <laughs> and I subdued a guy like that was sitting there right next to the objective because I just didn't want to be interrupted. But yeah. like having to do that all stealth is right now seems really appealing to me. We'll see what it's happens really as, as that changes, like as the game goes on, because that can get really I, um... frustrating sometimes. I went in there, was like lucky enough that I didn't run into anybody, and I got to the objective, and there's that guy sitting right there. So I was That's like, "That's the guy, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, let's be cool about this." And I opened up the thing, and I took all the cargo, I put it on my back. He didn't notice, so I just like slowly crept back out, and then I started to go out the way that I came, and I see that there's like three more guys that I didn't notice before, and they're all on patrol. I was like, "Okay, okay, shit." So I ended up scaling down using two ladders and uh, a climbing rope all the way down this back entrance, and I think those are. Later on, I found, you know, people liking structures I left. I think people liked those because I like left an escape route out of this. So you can like go around everybody and not run into trouble. So you went up um, like because I came into that area like via the waterfall side. I went I think I went down that way after. Yeah. Yeah. So like I went. <clears throat> that's how I got to the area. Then that's, I had to come back out of it. And it was actually more difficult going out because I didn't leave it. Like you could just like kind of like basically slide down, but going back yes, up yeah. was way more complicated. It made me think like, oh, the next time I get to one of these slidey things, I need to put a rope down so that when I have to come back this way, it'll be easier. So uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really weird. It's it's a weird fucking game that doesn't sound it's like it's game. any fun at all. <laughs> yeah. And so many reviewers obviously don't like it. And a lot of people yeah. have been saying it's boring, but I'm like, man, I'm really enjoying like pretty much all the gameplay. <laughs> I um, like I, 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 I there's going to be a zillion think pieces written for this mm-hmm. and like i've mm-hmm. already seen um some some like weird problematic language especially around like like if as you complete missions you get like interviews and articles and stuff assigned to you and mm-hmm. you can go into your menu and read all that stuff and there's some like problematic shit in there like oh asexuals are only asexual because they're afraid to go outside like well, you know, fuck uh, you like that's not okay. true yeah. but like a lot of that like I don't know, man. Like, I, everything in the world is problematic, and you have to draw your line somewhere. Like, I'm, I'm having so much fun with the mechanics of it. I don't kind of give a shit about this weird story metaphor that he's trying to tell about reconnecting some mythical America that has probably never existed and never will right. that Kojima right. was raised on as a as a kid living in Japan. I, I just, mm. I got, I just don't care about that stuff. Like, I, right. you know, I, I'm curious to see what happens, but I've realized that, like, I'm, yeah, I'm not really here for the the story i mean i'm i'm fine with like uh the emotional beats i i feel like i can't would care more about if it can invoke just feelings because I, I like i like feeling feelings i'm an emotional fella you know and i love when um something can pull on my heartstrings even if it's just you know going an easy route by by using a song or something like that mm-hmm. but i really I, like i don't i don't give a shit what the plot is <laughs> like i'm curious but at the end of the day i don't really care <laughs> did you uh did you play on friday did you play on your birthday I played a little bit. I played a little bit. I, I have. I honestly haven't played that much. Last night I ended up staying up a little bit too late because we uh, we recorded yesterday. Then we I watched Supernatural after the fact, so we can do this now. Um, and then I played until like midnight, which I should not have done. The uh, apparently like there's a special like because you know MGSV did this too. Like, oh yeah, the, there's supposed to be a special like th- happy birthday thing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't so. get it. Nope. That's why I was I was curious if you got it on your birthday because you started it on your birthday. So yeah, baloney. I uh and I have like. I have to leave at six o'clock tomorrow morning. I'm probably not going to be back until like, I don't know, sometime in the afternoon. And then I have a podcast I'm doing with Gary for Days of Future Cast. And then like, I, you know, have chores I have to do. And then I need to watch some Haunting of Hill House at some point. Cause you and I were supposed to record about that at some point. Like, <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm definitely We've really going stacked to, the cards against ourselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to boot up 
the fucking thing. Like, I'm going to do that tomorrow. 100% for sure going to boot it up and, like, at least check it out. But, like, that might be the only time thing that I do. Yeah. So, anyway. <clears throat> I have finished my beer. Let's talk about Supernatural. Let's do it. Speaking of feeling. Yeah. I got that. I got the hiccup. So, you know, I'm. <laughs> I had them earlier. <laughs> one before that she's like oh i think sam is like yeah i have to i have to go i'm trying to do anything i can to get the mark of cain but i I found this book in italy called the book of the damned and maybe that has something and she's like well i'll go do that you stay here so it's definitely is that that real yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah definitely it's it's all sam's fault so just well as much as it is uh sam's fault and that makes me angry um i'm glad that there's actually some consistency there whoops why why did you say whoops? Well, because it's Sam's fault. Oh. I mean, awkward. of course. That's not a whoops. That was very intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you like dropped something. I was like, uh, here we go. Jeremy spilled beer in his lap. 